Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Ellie Gibson. Yes, you are. And I'm Helen Thorne. Yes, and we have a wonderful guest for you today, listener brackets bracket. Uh, <laughs> we're never really sure. Yeah. Um, it's Kemi Telford. Hey. Hi, Kemi. Thanks for coming. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, you're, you're very welcome. Now, what, I tell you what, why don't because you're a multimedia node, Kemi, why don't you introduce yourself? How would you describe Kemi Telford, Kemi what? Telford? First of all, what is a something node? A multimedia node. You're a multimedia. You're you're like um you you you're a woman of many talents. You put your Instagram. <laughs> you, you make shit. You sell things. I don't know. You know. You do all these things. What do you, what do you do? I am a businesswoman. A businesswoman. Strong. All so strong business all the woman. time. Serving executive realness. <laughs> I'm just a businesswoman. And you're a mother of two. Girls. I'm a mother of two, and I'm married to John. John is. Can you not what? remember? I thought you were like you can't John, remember his name. John. 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 What is it? What's his name? Please. Is yeah. it Humphreys? <laughs> what is Lewis? John okay. Lewis. John I'm, married to. I'm married to John Telford. Oh, right. just John Telford. He's a wonderful man, and I've got two girls. Um, Ola and Laurie. Ola is um, 11. I think she's 11. And Laurie is nine. Okay. Lovely. So you can barely remember your, your husband's name or your children's ages, but you're a businesswoman. I'm That's a what business we have to remember. Woman. You're a businesswoman. <laughs> Now, Kimmy, can you remember the first time we met? At, is it the Selfish Mothers event? No. no. Let's put, Hold I, on. I'll give you a clue. None of us were wearing many clothes. In fact, two of us oh, were wearing yeah. any clothes. Oh, yeah. Yes, that was the first time. That was the first. How could I even forget that? And you guys made me laugh so much. Oh. You made me laugh. You made me feel comfortable being naked around you. Yeah. <laughs> we so, should now explain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounds like we were at a sex party. We were not at a sex party. It, it was like a sex party, wasn't it? Well, it might have been for you, love. I mean, you had... What, what was that that you used to cover your... We had... So we were at Natalie Lee, who's called Star Music yeah. Sunday's Warrior Woman uh, photo shoot. And it was all about us loving our bodies. And she said to us, you can be as naked as you like. And so Ellie and I 
were naked and everyone else was in, was in glamorous attire, yes. which you were. But you had, oh, the, the fish cake. Was fish, it fish, fish, finger, finger, fish fingers? Fish finger necklace. You used it to cover your bits and I was thinking, this lady's are mad. <laughs> but you looked amazing. You had like sort of really sexy, I think it was blue, set, like a sexy lingerie set. Yeah, do you I, ha- I had, well... Yeah, do you know I wasn't going to do it? It was a day before I decided to go uh, to do it. So I had to go to MS. I mean, I don't even know my bra size. So I had to beg a lady to please measure me because Did I she just work wear. In the shop? No, <laughs> just a passerby. <laughs> one of the shopkeepers. You, know, one of the... you just put a boob in each hand and went, what do you think? D, D cup? I don't know. <laughs> she just worked in the sandwich Because bar. it's all saggy. I just wear, you know, sports bras. Mm. And with sports bra, you don't need any kind of measurement. You just buy what you think fits. Yeah, right. So yeah. the day before, I had to go to M&S to buy that blue bra and pants. Very sexy. And since then, I've not gone back to buy any other bra. I'm wearing <laughs> the old ones. Well, you've got a bra and pants now. Why do you need another one? You've got one. Done. And you had these amazing shoes on. Yes. And was it you that commented on my shoes? Yes, and they had sort of like crystals and jewels on yes. high heels. Yes. Yeah, yeah. High and we heels. said they're lovely shoes. And what did you say? They are my, they are my sex shoes. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my goodness! Can you imagine me wrapping my legs with those shoes around my husband's neck? Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Well, I, mean, I wasn't going to, but I mentioned it. It's hard just, to get the image just, out of my head. <laughs> Poor old John Lewis. <laughs> John Telford. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, are they, are they, I love that you have... Are they really your sex shoes? Well, he, he sort of went on to get... Went on to zhuzh things up. Oh, we all know yeah. what we're talking about, yes. When, <laughs> when, when I'm role playing. Oh, oh role some whips and some... Oh, oh yes. Nice. <laughs> some oh, my shoes. I can't believe I'm having these conversations with you. I mean, welcome to the podcast. This is... This is... <laughs> inspired by your sex shoes and I've written you a song would you like to hear it please do oh I can't <laughs> wait sing away okay. I'd like to hear it okay ready <laughs> sex shoes sex shoes she's got sex shoes they were made of velvet and she was in the nude sex shoes sex shoes she's got sex shoes and she's a horny mom yeah! <laughs> oh you are bad well, you are welcome <laughs> You're naughty, naughty, oh, naughty. Woman. You're going to sing that, aren't you? You could. Do you, know what, do, do you know what I'll do tonight? Oh, Uh-oh. do tell me. <laughs> I'm going to put on those shoes because oh, of that song. Excellent. And I'll sing it as I'm <laughs> doing your business. Excellent. You're she, in is for... a, she is a businesswoman. Yeah. <laughs> Sex business. Yeah. You're in for a treat tonight, John Lewis. All right. John Telford. Oh, whatever. I just don't care. Um, it's funnier, isn't it? Oh, I think that's the podcast done, Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> Screw her business. I think we've, we've, we've found the real Kemi. Oh, should, we, should we just get into it properly? Yeah. Let's know. Okay. All right. Um, uh, tell us about your family. As I said, I've got two girls and we are very loud. I'm Nigerian, so very loud. Is that a Nigerian trait? Is it it? is. is. Okay? I mean, when Nigerians are speaking, you hear them. Shout! Probably, even if you're not time, in Nigeria, you, you're, honestly, you can hear it. The first time I met my husband John, he's white Lewis. British. John Telford, he's, found he's on white British. Do you, he get heard me. Do you know what? He Do you get a discount on waitress. He heard me speaking on the phone to my friend. He right. thought I was having an argument with my friend. 
Really? And he said, yeah. And the next day I said, laughing, he said, oh, I thought you were having an argument with her. So that's how loud we are. Um, why, do you, why do you think this? Do you think it has to do with like a, a cultural trait? Is it to do with the language? Like, what is it? Because the language is quite aggressive. And I think with Nigerians, I, I don't know. It's just something that we do. Right. We just, do you know, when I'm on the train and I hear a, before the person, before I even hear what the person is saying, I know when it's a Nigerian because they are really loud. We're right. just really loud people. I think my children might be Nigerian. <laughs> Just saying, guys. Well, send them to me. I right, need more okay. children. John will give me more children, so send them to me. Well, it's, it's I'll make them the even louder. Year. We can afford it. <laughs> Christmas is coming. The advert's a big hit. So, uh, um. <laughs> so, and, and when did you when did you come out from Nigeria to the UK? I came twenty over twenty years ago. Mm. I actually came because I had a boyfriend here. And he was like, come over. And I came over. Lord but... Sainsbury. <laughs> you came yeah, over. But I came over and um, I was in love with him. He was my first serious boyfriend. He moved here. Come over. I did. But it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you stayed anyway? I stayed. I actually um, did a law degree here. I, yeah. And... I met John when I was about going back and I decided to settle here. So do you prefer Britain to Nigeria or is it that you just can't be asked to go back? So I went back to Nigeria three years ago and I realised that Nigeria is not my home anymore. Mm. Britain is now my home, which is quite weird. Yeah. Because mm. I'm I'm a typical Nigerian woman. But I think because I've been here over 20 years, they don't even accept me anymore. They now think I'm westernised. Oh, you're okay. a foreigner, yeah. They, they now see me as a foreigner in Nigeria. Even my my my, my sisters just think I, I'm i a bit different. With your sex shoes? With my sex shoes. <laughs> Who does she think she is, they say? <laughs> my velvet sex shoes. <laughs> She's got a discount. <laughs> Um, but my views, even with my brother, my views are now completely different mm-hmm. because I've sort of re-educated myself. Mm-hmm. Um, my 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 principles are different from the typical Nigerian principles. My yeah, my my life is not really typical Nigerian anymore. Does does that sort of make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I think being in the West. And living with other people that are not Nigerian has changed my views about a lot of things. Oh, like what? Like, um, um, let me see. Like, Niger- when, when I was growing up, um, I grew up in a Christian home where I was told, like, being gay is frowned upon. You know, it's not, it's, 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 it's against God's rules. But my views have actually changed because I'm like, love is love. I don't care who you love. As long as, you know, you're not hurting anybody. And I'm not God. I cannot judge you. I, I cannot say whether it's wrong or right. Mm. You just love somebody that, you know, um, the society thinks or Christianity thinks is not right. Mm. You put your sex shoes on for whoever you like. Son. Exactly. exactly. That, that's just me. But so, yeah, that's well, one of the things. 
Yeah. I think that's a quite a major thing. That's a really... <laughs> it's a big thing. <laughs> that is it's, an amazing... It's a big thing for me to change my views. Is there a difference in parenting styles, do you think? Between, I mean, everybody has a different parenting style, but yeah. do you think, speaking generally, it is growing up as a child in Nigeria versus here and, and being parented, is that a very different experience? Oh, yeah, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. My children speak back to me and they, they, they have their own views and opinions. When I was growing up, you don't have an opinion. You just do, or you don't have... You're a child. You just don't speak back to your parents. My children will stand up to me and say, no, mum, that's, that's, that's not fair. You know, and I'm like, how dare you? You know, but it, when I was growing up, you couldn't do that. You just don't speak back to your parents. You're seen and not heard. Mm. Sounds a lot easier in many ways, <laughs> to be really honest. And is, it, is it still the same like with your, your siblings? Like, do, you, do you feel a little bit of a clash with parenting styles or, or decisions My you sister make. is still a bit like that. Yeah. And she, she's, got a, she's got a daughter that is now going to university. And I had to you know, sit down with her, with my sister, and I said, you've got to change your parenting style because it's not working. If you want a good relationship with your daughter, you need to change it because they were always clashing. Mm. Um, That's brave. That's really brave, I think, to, because basically sit someone down, especially your sister, and go, you're doing it wrong. Was that a scary thing to do? No. Wicked. <laughs> it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I just, I just told her, you know, but, it's, it's but not she right. was wrong. So she, yeah. she was wrong because <laughs> you want your daughter to be able to come to you to um, talk to you about mm. stuff. Mm. But her daughter couldn't do that. Mm. So they're they working on that relationship. So she, so she, and she took it, your sister? She oh, yeah, she did. Because nice. she, knew, she, knew, she knew she was wrong. But she did. I, I think the thing is nobody had ever had the nerve to tell her. Mm. Um, yeah, so I told her. Kimmy, will you tell me if my parenting style is of any course good? I, of course I will tell you. <laughs> Excellent. I think I need help. Of course help. I'm going to tell you. Well, that's what I, I love about your, your Instagram account, especially your stories, is that you, you just, everything comes from your heart. And that you, you, when you feel something deeply, you want to share it with people and that's what I I'm so drawn to you and draw and love your because Helen also has no filters no so yeah <laughs> your kindred spirits in many ways but but the thing is Kemi Kemi you're I love when you incorporate both your feelings but also you you maybe use a like a Nigerian proverb to frame it or, or to inspire a discussion about that particular mm. topic I really <laughs> like um proverbs that's tell women to big up themselves so i think my favorite um is especially when i'm having imposter syndrome i i say this to myself um it's about a lizard that actually fell off a tree now lizards and the iroko tree is one of the tallest or um yeah it's one of the tallest trees in nigeria so normally a lizard wouldn't go on top of a tree that high so my favorite one is when a lizard goes on top of an Iroko tree and it falls down, looks around, nobody praises it, it praises himself. Does, does that make sense? So yeah. basically what I'm saying is if nobody praises you about the good things you've done, like being brave or doing something amazing for yourself, don't wait for other people to validate you. Just yeah. validate yourself. I love that. Have you got any more nuggets? Any more proverbs you can share with us? What are the proverbs? Okay, like I shared one today about um, the first step being the most difficult. You know, when you want to make a decision to start something amazing, 
the first step is always the most difficult, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's like one of my favourite proverbs, British proverbs. Um, a journey of a thousand miles begins with an Uber. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 no, not an Uber. <laughs> what, do you not know that one? No, I don't You've been know here that long one. enough, Come no, on. No, not that one. <laughs> what have you learnt from your own daughters? Because I know you've got your own background that's influenced who you were but what are you learning from your younger daughters about I guess yourself when I saw my first when I saw my daughter Ola when she was born the first thing that occurred to me is this I cannot love another human being if I don't love myself there's no way I can love that girl unconditionally if I'm messed up and I don't want to mess her up you know the way you have this generational uh, Nigerians would call it generational curse where your parents do something to you and you do it to your kids and things like that. I had to sort of work on myself uh, because I looked at her and I thought, oh my God, me being Yvonne or Kemi, I can actually sort of mess you up if I don't work on myself. So that is, I think that is what they have taught me. Yeah. To, to love myself before I can love any other person. Mm. Yeah. Like the thing we've talked about before, like the airplane thing of putting the oxygen mask on yourself yeah. first, otherwise you're no good yeah. to the children. You yeah. can't help. So, so for you, what does that mean in practice? How do you kind of work on or look after yourself? I, I always put myself first. I'm quite selfish with my needs, even when it comes to my kids. Like, if I can remember when I started exercising, I wake up 5 a.m. to exercise and to read my books. And if my daughters wake up, I tell them to go and wake their father up. <laughs> Don't wake me up. This is my time. I woke up at 5 a.m. to give my time, to give myself, you know, time. Yeah. Um, if you need anything, wake your father up. He's sleeping. Go and wake him up. Yeah. You know. He's quite busy though, running John Lewis. Yeah. He's, got a, he's got a big day his, ahead. His name is John Telford. What? Anyway. I keep reminding you, John Telford. He's, he's going to listen to this and you write your letter. Wow. My name is John Will Telford. Will it be on his notepaper? <laughs> Very exciting. Comes with a voucher. Can have a voucher, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and you're a feminist, aren't you? You're a, a strong feminist, would you say? It's you know something. I think I am. I don't know. When people ask me about feminists, because I don't really read a, a lot of books about feminism and things like that, I think I am. Do you think that women deserve equal rights oh, and yeah. are as worthy as men? Oh, then, yeah. Then you're that's a feminist. That's oh, it. am I? Yeah. I, I, I think with, I'm not a placard carrying feminist. I don't know. I don't I think, know. I think that's the brush that, or, or the image that people brandy on feminism because they, they're a bit scared or they like to demonise women. But essentially, all that feminism means is you want the same rights. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yes. I, and I have got One of the greatest tricks patriarchy has ever pulled yeah. uh, is, is convincing people or suggesting even that feminism is this loaded word and it means you hate men or you want more than men oh, or you I think love you're men. better than men. Oh, oh wow. We men. know. We've heard about the That's shoes. That's how I've got the shoes. Yes. <laughs> but the thing is that to, to get to the position we are, well, we've still got a long way to go, there had to be some massive changes. And so the original, I guess the original feminists, the people who wanted it, had to do some big moves to even just to break break into society yeah. and to be heard your instagram very much suggests you're very into raising strong girls and raising oh, yeah. to be independent mm. and yeah so what what's what are your tips for raising a strong girl kemi i think call a vagina a vagina don't call it anything else panini <laughs> no 
just 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 call it what it is. Coco Hernandez. Just be very honest with like I'm very honest with my daughters. I yeah. don't lie to them about stuff. I tell my girls, you know, well, I wouldn't want you to have sex, but if you do, please let me know. Don't go talking to your friends about such things come to me because your friends are just babies. They don't know what they're doing. Just come mm. and talk to me. So just be very honest with your girls, with your daughters and your sons. Mm. Um, because if you're not honest to them, somebody out there will be. But do they, what if sometimes like they're like, oh, mom, I can't believe you said vagina. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Or are yours not like that? And they no, just... mine are not like that because when they were babies, we used to call it Wee Wee House. <laughs> That's the first we've ever heard. I have of. never heard that. The wee wee house. The wee wee house. Did you house. invent that, Kemi? Yes, I just thought, what can I call this thing <laughs> that is shaped like whatever? Is yours shaped like a house? <laughs> it is. Blimey, how many bedrooms has it got? <laughs> Ten. I tell you what, since I kids, mine's had an extension. <laughs> got a conservatory up there. Hot tub out the back. You are so bad. You're a bad influence on me. I used to be a good girl before I came here. Oh, anyway. It's all downhill. <laughs> it's all downhill. Yeah, this is corruption yeah. as we speak. So Wee Wee House. We right? used to call it Wee Wee House, but when they started nursery, I was like, okay, Wee Wee House stops from the day I hand you over to somebody else. Because they're not going to know what the fuck it means, Kate. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, so we're going to start calling it vagina. Yeah. So from, I think when they were four, we've been calling it vagina. Nobody's allowed to wash your vagina anymore, not even me. So I had all that conversation with them. I had a conversation about if somebody touches you in a funny way and you feel funny, just, just you know, let me know. Mm. Or tell your teacher or, you know, just... So we had that conversation from a very young age. Mm-hmm. That's so really we, we don't, you know, they, they don't um, feel funny with such names because... That's what we do. We, yeah. we just had that conversation. We, 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 I would say we're too vagina uh, friendly in my house because uh, my, my daughter likes to just announce it, even in public. Like the other day, um, uh, <laughs> my son and daughter were at Sainsbury's and Hugo did a little, you know, yeah. like grabbed his willy and I said, do you need the toilet? And he's like, yes, yes, yes. And I looked it over to Matilda and she, uh, she had sort of pointed in that area and I said, do you need the toilet? She said, no, I have an itchy vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> to be fair, I know. in Sainsbury's, I was like, "Thank you." But what, what did people look at you that I, 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 I couldn't look anyone in the eye. But I mean, I'm still that person because my mum was a bit funny and a bit, you know, embarrassed about talking about things. And I think I've still got that. I'm educating myself about being and she's asking me questions because she's nine about sex and things <laughs> the other night she said um mummy you know when daddy put his sperm in you well, did it feel tingly how long was oh, it been there for oh, <laughs> and she said and how long did you have have sex for was it how long did that take and and i and um and i said look i can't remember but i think it was about about why, 10 minutes why, i was incredibly lie. drunk why, why why did you lie yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's it. But yeah, I I've had to mature because I I just like I don't want her to feel the the ickiness that I felt yeah, about yeah. about it all. I I don't know, but when I was growing up, you're not even allowed to talk about sex. No, you're not even allowed. I can remember the first time my father knew I was having sex. And he sat me down with my stepmom and they were telling me my stepmom who was trying to be liberal said something like, oh, you know, you can have sex, but not marathon sex. 
Marathon sex. I didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> Don't... Why not? And, and she knows something. Don't put your wee about... house. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't let it run a marathon, my wee wee house. But you know, she I, she was just talking. I'm thinking. I, do you know? Then I was not even enjoying sex. No, I was just doing it because my boyfriend was older than me, and I just thought that was the right thing to do. Yeah. But you 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 just don't. Um, you don't talk about it, which is quite hypocritical mm. in a way, because um, I don't know, it's just, Niger- even often now, Nigerians don't like to talk about sex. Okay, so that's a really... So it's still there where yeah. I can talk to my daughters because I don't want them to make the mistakes that I made. Mm-hmm. Um so I talk to them about it, but even in this in Nigerian society now, it's all my sister goes home um, during the Christmas holiday with her husband, and she doesn't sleep in the same bedroom. Really, no. even though and they're your married. parents don't. You know your Sounds parents, lovely. and they have kids. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, she has four kids. You know, it's, it's, it's miracle births. I know every single one. <laughs> so the, my, my, she she can't sleep in the same bedroom. Right. My my granny used to do that to my mum and dad. Like when we used to stay there, my dad had to sleep in one room, and my mum was at the other end of the house with us in a room. Oh my, my granny wouldn't let. God, your dad must have been over the moon. That's just <laughs> dreamy. <laughs> that's brilliant. I know, it's a poor mum. Uh, yeah. You said that. I mean, that's, you know, I'm yeah. never going to Australia or Nigeria. That's what I'm saying. We're very uh, loud. Very loud. And we don't have sex. Yeah, of course. And um, are your are your daughters interested in their Nigerian heritage? Like, my son's got a Scottish grandma. He couldn't give a fuck. Is it like that? Or are they, are they into it? I think with my kids, because I listen to a lot of Nigerian music, but they're really very curious about their Nigerian background. They are. Mm. Um, I think because... I'm very Nigerian. I, I tell them Nigerian proverbs. I when they annoy me, I curse them in Nigerian language. <laughs> oh, oh please, on. come on, on, please, please, please. <laughs> what would you say? Nigerian language is really bad. The rude ones, but I could say to my daughter Olodo. That means um, uh, you, you stupid little child. Or so much nicer in Nigeria. Like, <laughs> or, 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 that means I'll break your head, you know. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. Nigerian language we need is very... jumper. Yeah. <laughs> Nigerian language is actually very... Um, how would I put it? When you want to insult somebody, it gets into their, you know, into the core of who they are. Yeah. So I wouldn't use that to sort of insult my kids, but the light ones, I just, you know. So have you taken them back to Nigeria? Have they, have they no, been not there? yet. No, yeah. I was going to take Ola when she was six months old and um, the doctor advised against it because she had not had some jabs. Mm-hmm. So I was told not to even try it, but I've not taken them back. Are, yeah. Is there something holding you... That, I mean, how, oh yeah! Have you got really mixed feelings about? No, you see, like my father and I were not really in a good place in our relationship, and I was not ready to deal with the issues we had. Mm. Um, even though it's sorted now, I was not ready to deal with the issues, and I know that if I should go back to Nigeria, it was something I had to deal with because I had to see him. So how did you fix it? Well. My my sister died, I think, two years ago. Sorry. So I had to go back and I saw him and we sat down and we had um, a really deep conversation. When I came back, he went back to his um, old ways. 
Mm. Then six months later, my brother died. Oh, I'm sorry. And that sort of changed his mind or his views about life and how fragile and delicate life can be. And because of that, he's now making amends. You know, he's trying to be a really good dad. And I like him now. I never used to like him. You know, you can love somebody but not like the person. Mm, mm. And sometimes, you know, sometimes I love my kids. But sometimes when they do some really horrible things, I'm thinking, right now, I don't like you. So same thing with my dad. For a very long time, I didn't like him because he was not just a kind person. Mm. You know, and I think he didn't know how to be kind. He just didn't know how to connect with his kids. So he took the loss of two kids for him to know that, okay, I want to have a good relationship with the ones I have left. Mm. And sometimes that's the way um, some people learn. It takes, you know, tragedy for them to um, sort of know what is important. So do you feel like you've consciously tried to be the opposite kind of parent to what your dad is like? It wasn't conscious. I think because I started working on myself as a human being. I wanted to be the best version of who I was created to be. And that sort of um, sit its way into how I parent my kids. Mm. So what are, the, what are the things for you then that, like, you know, you need to do, do you reckon, to work on yourself? I read a lot. I exercise. I... I've gotten to a point where I, I I try not to judge people. I just accept them. And it's hard though. That's hard. It's hard. But I, I, I try not to. When someone annoys me, and lately I've been having a lot of people annoy me. <laughs> you I, mean I just, in the last half hour? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm having, I'm having a good time. But when people annoy me now, I try, I will talk to somebody I trust about it. Not in a gossipy kind of way, but just to get it out of my system. Mm. But I try not to, I just try to understand where that person is coming from and why that person is so irritating. Mm. So I, I do that a lot. So I try not to judge. I try not to gossip. I have actually forgotten the question. No, that's no, it's good. It's no, good. no, that's really good because I think our lives, especially, and we can talk more about it about Instagram and being more involved in people's yeah. lives than we ever have in the history of time. Yeah. We know so much about people we don't really know no, about. Yeah, but then we can get sucked into their lives and their the way they live their life, and you go, oh, "I wouldn't do that," and all that sort of thing, and that can be quite overwhelming or jealousy or or comparing yourself and i think that's you know there are times where i find myself going into that hole of going oh you know do you yeah but just in terms of like going where am i at because i can see where everyone else is on their journey but your journey is so different yeah exactly exactly your journey is unique nobody's doing what you do so I, i i can't just imagine you trying to compare yourself to anybody out there, because there's nobody out there like you. Yeah. Right. So I'm quite surprised. No, no, because I'm not you're, 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 you're yes. really unique. Yeah. And there's no other person like you. Thank there's, God. There's not. There's not body doing what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And if somebody tries to copy what you're doing, they're never going to do it right because you guys are unique. Yeah, no, that's true. But I think that, but that comes from you know 
uh, insecurities and all that sort of stuff. That, that you know, occasionally when you're when you're on a dip, you're kind of going, "Oh, I'm not as good as I could be," or or, or whatever. But it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But but that's something I have to work on. That that they're my own foibles and and you know, I'm, I'm stress, quite, I'm, stress I'm, I'm actually quite surprised. No, I I know I, I I have lots of moments of weaknesses and lying on the floor going, "Oh no, I can't do it." Um, but. But yeah, I, 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 then I think, fuck, yeah, there is no one else. No, there's no one else. You know, <laughs> they're, they're just because when I see you, I'm thinking, you know, there's some people you see, you're like, oh, you're copying that, you're copying that person. That's not really you. You're fake. You know, this is her not judging people. <laughs> It's not a judgment. You just know. She's just annoyed. It's not a judgment. You're not, you're not judging. You just you just yeah. know. It's just an observation. It's just an observation. You yeah, just yeah, say yeah. that, mm, you know. But with you, with what you guys do, even with your styling thing, mm. it's just so different. So I don't see why oh, you, you should just go come down home with me. So I don't. I don't see why you should ever go down that route yeah, of yeah, thinking. Yeah. No, no, no. And and it just yeah. And I think that's just. But that's that's uh. That's when you have to step away, isn't it, from social media? If it, if it's just, not... I've never had the urge to step away. When people step away, I'm thinking, why? <laughs> I have to force myself to step in half the time. I <laughs> you know, can't be you're asked. Thinking, yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. When people say, "Oh, I've taken a break from social media," I'm thinking, "Okay, I've never thought about that before." Yeah, that's interesting. Isn't I've it? never ever had the urge to step away. Maybe because. I just don't... I use it for what it is. I never compare myself to somebody else. I've never had an urge to... Or the... I've never had to compare myself to anybody else because there's no Nigerian woman out there screaming or with a bald head. A Nigerian woman that looks like me. Yeah. There's just nobody with my... with. There's nobody like me out there. I agree. I know what you mean because I sort of feel the same way as, you know, a Nigerian woman. I feel... Like- <laughs> Right, similar. Um, no, that's. But I, I mean, I feel the same as you. But sometimes I feel I need to step away because when I look at social media, it makes me feel bad. Not because not about myself, yeah. but because often there's rowing on there, either personal differences or friends falling out or people arguing about Brexit or racism or you know, there's just sadness. And but and I've never do you know something. I've never seen that. We need to follow the people. Well, honestly, see, social media. Are you a fucking Bebo? What no, are you no, doing? No, I'll tell you. I've, ne- I've never seen that. Number one, I follow my customers. Right. And yes. my customers are beautiful people. I follow she them and the their people. Money. Exactly. <laughs> I follow the people that wouldn't just annoy me. All right, I'm done. This is it. Kemi's philosophy of life, basically, Helen, you have to feel nice about yourself yeah. and I have to unfollow everybody I know. Yeah. Perfect. We're done. We're absolutely done. That's Good. great. Can we, can we get into Kemi's amazing business? Because we, we're sort of going into it through the Instagram hole door. Yes. Uh, through the wee wee house. Um, <laughs> can we talk about your amazing business and how it started? So when I became a mum... The arrangement was that one of us would stay at home, mm-hmm. between my husband and I. Actually, we spoke at that, about that before we got married. I think some things should be talked about before people get married. He earned far more than me, and I stayed at home. Well, he's got a very important job. <laughs> what, are they 300 stores now nationwide? John Lewis. John Telford. <laughs> Don't know who that is. John Telford. We're getting this on a t-shirt, John Lewis, John Telford. It's it's just the best time of my life. Um. 
I think it got to a point where I hated being a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. I was so angry. Where was it? Were they still babies at that point? Was it quite? Soon? I think they were on? like three, four. It started when they were like three, four, and I knew I was losing myself as a woman. And they just saw John as, you know, the guy that earns the money, mommy cleans, mommy, you know. And I was like, I've had enough. When you start losing yourself as a woman, you become resentful. You become really angry. And it showed, you know, I I wasn't just happy. And I thought, what can I do? Um, I started writing a blog from a blog. Um, nobody wanted to work with me. No brand wanted to work with me. I wasn't just what they were looking for. I didn't have enough followers. So, um, yeah, I decided to start another blog. And, um, yeah, and I monetized it. I did events. I did so many things. And um, I knew it was not... I was just copying other people. Oh, somebody's doing events. I'm sure I can do an event. So I did that. It just didn't work. And, um, yeah. So what happened? So I I had a few people that were reading my blog and I bought um, 10 tote bags, printed them. Everything came up to £50. I sold them. Um, they sold out. I reinvested the money and yeah, and <laughs> it's grown. Wow. And now, and now you don't just do bags now, you do fashion, amazing jewellery, fabulous t-shirts and has that all just, was that in a vision or? Do you know, I never really had a vision of what I wanted. Yeah. I, I think... I knew from the age of six that I wanted to own a shop that sold clothes to women. Yeah. But and you thought, if I marry John Lewis, I'm halfway there. Exactly. Exactly. John Telford. John Telford. <laughs> Who? What? With 300 stores. I am going to stop. I'm going to stop. It's no, I love so it. Annoying. I love it. So but you always went to shops since you were little. Yeah. From when I was little, but I was told that when you own a shop, you don't make a lot of money. So I, my father said, go and study law. And I studied law. So, um, but I wasn't fulfilled um, because I've gone off my path. Mm. I think when everybody, when we're born, we have a path that we're meant to follow. Um, people will have opinions about our path and what we should be doing. But um, yeah, so I followed my father's path because he wanted to be a lawyer, but his parents couldn't afford it. So he turned, he told me to be a lawyer because I had to fulfill the dream he couldn't fulfill. Um, so I studied law, worked with a pharmaceutical company for a while. And I just decided that, you know, um, I was going to go back. Actually, I didn't decide I was going to go back to fashion. It just happened. Hmm. It just happened. And I think it has to do with working on yourself. When you work on yourself, the path that you're meant to follow in life will come. And one of the things that you're known for in your business and the things you make is you like choosing motivational words or words that you think would empower women. So what are the... I use Queen a lot. I use I Am Enough. I Am Enough was the first slogan that I had. And that is because those three words, not words, yeah, they're words and those three words saved me. They just, you know, made me realise that, in fact, I'm unique. There's nobody like me. Yeah. So, me standing in front of a mirror and naked, saying that to myself, made me actually believe it. So, really? I how, am about, how, how much do you have to do that? During I this? do that a while, because one thing about human beings is, when you stand in front of a mirror, you don't really look at the person in the mirror. You're just looking at 
how you look. You don't really look into the eyes of the person, the image that is looking back at you. So the first time I tried to do it, I heard Oprah Winfrey say it. She had a guest on, oh, stand in front of the mirror and tell yourself, I love you. And I can remember the next morning I woke up and I, you know, walked into my bathroom naked and I stood in front of the mirror and I couldn't just look at the woman in the mirror. It was a woman that I'd never seen before. And I can remember literally running out of the bathroom because it freaked me out. Mm. The person I was looking back at me, I'd never seen before. It was like looking at a stranger. And I couldn't even tell the stranger, I love you, because I'd never seen that person before. Does, does that sort of make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, this is quite no, deep. No, 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 I've got goosebumps. No, no, loving I, it. I, yeah, I find it really hard because I, I'm not very good at eye contact. Even I, I, I but yeah, looking at the mirror, I find that really. It is, it is very confronting because you, it is. You, you skirt around it. You go, oh no, it's, everything's fine. Everything's yeah. fine. It's, it's really very deep, and it's, it's a lot of. It's something that women never do. Look at the person. You see, we, we sort of worry about the body. You know, do I look mm. good? And you look at the flab. But when you start to see the person in the mirror, because I've always said our body is a shell. It's not us. Mm. So it took me almost a month for me to be able to look at that woman in the mirror, look at me in the mirror and say, I love you. I mean, I'll look at the mirror and I'll just run out. Yeah, after my daughter was born, I went through this transition of, you know, I don't really want to mess her up or fuck her up. Or do you don't say I wanted her to be whole. And in order for her to be whole, I have to be whole. Yeah. There was a day that my daughter, I noticed that she was beginning to pick up my behavior of pleasing people. Yeah. And I could see it. And, you know, we had a play date and I could see it. And I thought, oh, my God, Hmm. she's actually doing that thing that all women do where you, you start doing what your mother does because you think that's the right thing. And I thought, I've got to fix this. Nigerians call it footmats. That means a doormat, mm-hmm. you know, footmat to another human being. I want her to know that, you know, she's unique, she's beautiful, you know, she doesn't have to please people for people to like her. So, yes. And then out of that came your business, which is and now out of that came, Yeah, that came, I mean, everything about my business is tied to my story. Mm-hmm. And I think that is why the business is doing well, because a lot of people can see themselves in in my story because we all have the same story it just comes in different packages yeah so what advice would you give somebody who's maybe listening to this and thinking oh but i'm i'm in that hole i'm in that thing where i may be resenting this whole thing um and i love my kids but i'm finding it really hard but maybe i want to do something else but I i don't know how to do that i don't know how to work on myself i don't know what to do with my life i don't know what my path is supposed to be what advice would you give them oh that's a hard one. Well, that's why I asked you. So if I knew the fucking answer, I'd just say it. Kevin. Well, what, are, what is? What, what's, what are the? As you were saying, what's the first? What's the first? First step. step that's a better. Yeah. yeah, That's what got you out of the hole. I think what got me out of the hole was knowing that I have a purpose. Everybody's born with a purpose. The thing that makes you unique is your selling point, and you have to. Do some things to find your purpose in life or you're just leave, mm. you're not really leaving. You're just existing. So I think for that woman that might be listening to this right now and she doesn't know what her purpose is, take time out, you know, maybe in the morning, like I meditate in the morning, take time out and just silence everything. Mm. and um, listen to your own voice. I don't know. I don't know. I th- well, I think maybe try, try stuff, like you're saying, and maybe think about what you 
simple things I think about what you did like as a kid or what because yeah. I didn't start comedy until after I'd had my my first oh, baby okay. and it was about 18 months after he was born and yeah I had that that thing I didn't have the rage but I had that sense of is there something else I could be doing exactly. with my life that yeah. isn't this because this is great but yeah the first step I remember was was just basically um, writing an email saying, can I come on your comedy course? I didn't go on that course thinking, well, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to switch careers and become a stark comedian. I'm going to meet an Australian in a shipping container and we're going to become a double act. We're going to wear gold cat suits and, you know, yeah. and, and then Kimmy Telford's going to come to my house. I didn't have that plan. I, I think sometimes we can get frightened by thinking we've got to have this huge dream and this big goal and it's got to be that. And maybe sometimes it's just about trying out something you've always wondered about or fancied mm. and then seeing where it takes exactly. you. Exactly. Mm. I, think, I think you've said it because your journey is sort of similar to my journey. Yeah. I didn't plan to do what I'm doing right now. It yeah. just sort of happened. And it, but and I took it the first you know step. You took the first step. step. And also it doesn't always work. So other things I've tried include oh learning Italian, being a scuba dive master. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> learning Kung Fu. <laughs> now, I'm better at some of those things than other things. And I've made a career out of none of them. But I don't regret trying any one of them because it was yeah. all, always fun yeah. trying them. Yeah. And, and when we go to Italian restaurants, Ellie can order things very authentically. So that's great. And, um, <laughs> and, and that wasn't a waste of a year. No. <laughs> but I think, I, I think we, we sometimes are conditioned not to treat ourselves or, or when you've been a mother for a few years you just get you, you forget what it's like to do something for yourself mm. you feel the guilt like there's you have a finite amount of time in the day and like all well, I could be doing the washing or I could I should be doing this for the kids or I should be hand making pasta or whatever and it, it's a big sometimes it's a big leap to kind of go I'm just as you say being a bit selfish and putting yourself first I think do you that's... know about the mother guilt thing I've never had it honestly I've never I was having a conversation with a friend the other day and women were talking about guilt. I've never had that guilt. I sort of, you know, we sort of sat down and analysed it and we came to a conclusion that we did things at a time or at a time when we're ready. So when my daughter was born, six months, she was still living in our bedroom like most babies do. Yeah. And I can remember people telling me, even my husband saying, okay, it's time for us to move her into her bedroom. I was not ready. Yeah. If I had moved her earlier than I was ready, guess what? I would have had the mother guilt thing. Yeah. I've never really listened to other people telling me, oh, you know, you're meant to be doing this or you're meant to be cooking organic pasta or you're meant to... No, 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 no. Yeah. So I think if women did things when they want to do it and not listen to the society, which is hard, yeah. I know that it's really hard. I think the mother guilt thing will be lessened. Yeah. Amazing, guys. Amazing oh scenes. I feel like we just, you know. Yes. I feel like we could. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Talk all night, yes. but... But there is a game to do, Ellie. have got a game for us, uh, Helen Yes. Finn. Right, so this game was inspired by our regular podcast and our occasional driver, Steve Hill, and his phrase is, every hole's a goal. Wow. <laughs> every hole... Oh, Lord. Every... <laughs> is that not an old Nigerian proverb? No. Oh, okay. I'm going to do some scenarios, and you guys, we all have to say whether this turns you on or not. So I'm going to say, would it turn you on if he put his hairy toe... Oh, wow. Definitely not. Whatever it is, no. almost certainly not. In my bush. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so that's the game. So, okay. so, so would you be turned on by this? I'm going to put those back in, all right? See, sex. What is hairy toe in my bush? Yeah, yeah. no. Keep your hairy toe away and leave my bush alone. Also, shave it, you dirty bastard. <laughs> I almost like right. a hairy well, This is toe. good. It's good to know what you See want. See what you've turned me into. Right. Would I be turned on by overhanging guts through my hair? <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's really niche. Yeah, that's what I was As thinking. a sex practice. Yeah, yeah, Nobody's yeah. Nobody's ever asked me to do that. No. To, if they can rub their guts through my hair. No. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be turned on, but I wouldn't... Yeah, I mean, no, why not? If, if it makes you happy. I'd say, if, it, if it makes you happy, son, you go. Give it a go. Yes. <laughs> oh, right, you no. really say that. Your, your turn. I'm your very... Turn. I'm very... Where do I take a that's, that's the thing. Okay. A pointy nose. I like a pointy nose. Very good. There well, we then let's see where it's going. Up my bum. Pointy nose up the bum. Pointy nose up my bum. Actually, I think I could enjoy that. Oh, yes. yes. Excellent. There we go. Oh. And the game is off. Good All right, for you. good. All right. Okay. Yeah, now, well. John Pinocchio Lewis, <laughs> as they'll be calling him tomorrow at work. <laughs> and I tried that tonight. Uh, now, entire arm. Entire arm. Entire oh, arm. No, yeah. nowhere. Nobody wants that. In my bush. Oh. oh. Well, people do want that. Is again, it's a niche interest. Isn't I don't it? think I'll, I, I'm, I'm happy with a minimum minimum effort. Yeah. So yeah, no, thank okay. you. If that's what floats your minimum boat. Minimum pressure. For you. Minimum pressure. That's yeah, just a just a hint hint of something. That's it. Okay. Two thumbs. I mean, yeah. that's more than I'd usually choose. Yeah. <laughs> Two thumbs through my flaps. Oh, that's that's what are your flaps. Your flaps. Your flaps. You know, your flaps. Oh, no, the, just the, oh, the doors. Things. The doors okay. to your wee-wee house. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the swing doors yes. to your wee-wee house. Two thumbs um, through your flaps. But that sounds all right. That's that actually quite, quite yes. That's quite, I'm doing I imagine the someone like, you know when someone like shuffles a pack of cards and they go... You're brrr, giving me ideas like, here. Oh, yes. yes. You're into it, Kemi, all right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right, all right, okay. Bushy beard. A bushy beard. I like that. Bushy beard. I want it somewhere really nice. Okay. 
Under my tongue. Under my tongue? <laughs> that is not nice. That's weird. No. That is really weird. Oh, okay. I prefer bushy beard somewhere else. Okay. Okay, oh, we know like what it. we're talking about. <laughs> bush on bush. Okay. <laughs> Solid cock. Oh, okay. And in, in my ear. Oh. No, no, I don't think so. No. I, I, Come on, be adventurous. <laughs> Just sew up tight, Helen. <laughs> We've all had cock in our ear before. God. Let, let it speak to you. <laughs> Hello? Through its one eye. Oh my God. Like a trumpet. Let Hello? it speak to you. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't want to hear what it's got to say. I can't wait to see Sometimes you've got to places. listen. Not to that. <laughs> Do you know, you guys have turned me into a rascal. <laughs> since 1954 I'm a church girl look at what you've done to me you're bloody not you like pointing out <laughs> I'm cocking her in that's in the Sunday service you'll get that on repent Radio repent. 4 at 9.30 right should we do should we do one more one more yes before? please Ballsack. Ballsack. ooh Ballsack. Uh, in my mouth oh. ooh. what's that called again Ellie it's the new album Ballsack in my mouth <laughs> Uh, what's that? It's tea bagging. Tea bagging. Yeah. 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 What is tea bagging? Oh, well, it's ball sack in your mouth, isn't it? It's so, so, so why tea bag? Because it, it's like dunking a tea bag yeah. in a cup of tea. Oh, is that what they say? Yeah. Oh, you've got. To... I'm Nigerian. We don't use all the terms, so. Okay. okay. Yeah. What would you call it in Nigerian? Dipping balls in a mouth. Oh, I'm trying to say ob ob oboni enomi. Okay, <laughs> there we are. We are learning so much. This is. This in is, your face, World Service. This is, this is, fucking, this is diversity at its finest. We're going to win awards. This is why multiculturalism is the best thing that ever happened to this country. This is exactly it. So we can yeah. share this kind yeah. of knowledge. Thank you, Kemi. Um, that was amazing, Helen. Oh. I feel like we've learned so much. Mainly about you. Yeah, about you. Yeah, but it was great. Right, is it time for the Scummy Mummy Confessions, Ellie? Yes, it is. Kemi, have you got a confession you'd like to share? I think with me, I go to the school, they ask me about, you know, what class is your daughter in? And I just don't know. (laughs) And I say to them, I'm sorry, could you check their names on the school, you know, Are you at the right school? You know, I just don't know, or I struggle with their date of birth, and I have to turn to my daughter and say, "Okay, can you give the gentleman your date of birth?" So I, I just don't have such information in my head. I mean, fair enough. No one's gonna die. No one's, no one's gonna die. No one's judging you. Yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean, they probably are. We all are. Uh, <laughs> that's the whole point of this part of the podcast. Ah, uh, oh, well, there we go. That was amazing. Well, I don't want it to end, but it must. It really. must because otherwise. Uh, <laughs> I will reach the menopause before I finish editing it. And yeah, that was brilliant. Thank you so much, Kemi. Where can people follow you? And- uh, my website is kemitelford.com. For one minute there, I forgot. Kemi Telford. What is it? And, and Kemi spelled K-E-M-I. Um, Kemi Telford.com. On Instagram, I'm Kemi Telford. I don't really do Facebook, but I've got a presence there. So, that's it. You can, of course, find us at Scummy Mummies on all of the things. Our book is still in print. Currently. Um, And we're doing loads of shows all over the country. That's right. So, we've got our big Christmas tour, but in 2019, we're already starting to book 
you know, theatres up and down the country. And we'll be going to a big place in August, won't we, Ellie? Well, you, I mean, you've spaffed your load there. Yeah. <laughs> They'll work it out. They'll work it out. Anyway, <laughs> go to scummymummies.com for more information and details. All right. Kemi, you know, what can I say? You've been a brilliant guest. Oh, thank you for having me. Honestly, I'm honoured. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you very much for coming. Safe journey home. And uh, you and John Lewis, you have a great night. <laughs> With his velvet shoes. Sex yes. shoes. Velvet Sex shoes. shoes. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Just one ball. Just one ball. Just one ball. Half a sack. Between my toes. Ooh. Ooh, (laughs) strange. Really strange. It's quite niche, isn't it? But haven't you, haven't you like needed, like, you know, like, like needing bread, but with your own toes in his privates? um, What? What do you know? Like, just give it a little rub with your foot. No. (laughs) Why? Why is that weird? Just give it a little rub with your foot. Why is that nice? Why is that? How is that nice? You need to tell us more. Yeah. But you know, just give it a little, little in in bed with your with your foot. Just give it a little hello. What's your foot doing up in by his balls in bed? No. <laughs> just a little hello with your feet. Do you do you do that? Not. I clearly. Not all the time. I haven't done it regularly. I just. Well, you've done it. That's the, really you weird. Know, do you know when I've done that Talk. in the bath when we shared a bath, a big bath, and you do a bit of. You know, a little, little tinkle on I, your toes. I don't know what she's talking about, do you? Well, I know what she's talking about. I don't like it. <laughs> uh, Finally, I share something and this is where it happens. I mean, anyway, <laughs> never mind. If you've, if you've once put your foot on your husband's or partner's Am genitals, I just, just do right in. Go where to go. Kemi. Flaccid wheelie. Flaccid wheelie is when it's not working. It, when it's down. When yeah. it's down. Yeah. Perhaps because yeah. you've touched let's it with your toes. Let's do what we can... <laughs> <laughs> Get your verrucas off my ball sack. Flaccid really under my foot. Oh, no, oh there we go. Yeah. I feel that's too similar. Who has a foot have... fetish here? Not have... people do. <laughs> I think it's we know. Lady. It's in the lady No, we shoes. know. No, it's you. No. No, I'm not saying I am. <laughs> the voice has gone all high. <laughs> what? It's about you. You have another go. Oh, it's not now, mate. It's about you. It's about you. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.